This is Pulse 95. Sharjah International Book Fair Agenda. Hi everybody, good morning. Welcome back to the program. Our live coverage of the Sharjah International Book Fair with me, Ahmed Daoud, Ali Al-Hazami, and Aisha Al-Mazmi. And uh, we've got a pretty packed show today. In fact, joining us is uh, the CEO, the founder of Sale Publishing, Iman Bin Sheba. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Thank you for coming in. Uh, so uh, you're the founder of Sale Publishing. It's a publishing house. You've got magazines, uh, books, novels, poetry, eBooks, an online magazine. You've got a lot going on. And it's been a pretty challenging time for publishers uh, in the region and around the world as well. So why don't we start the conversation by talking about this year, how it's been for you as an independently owned publishing house and where that's heading. As it's been really, really interesting. It's been a complete different shift. Uh, we've been pushed uh, in different ways that kind of helped us push the business in directions that we were a little bit taking our slow and you know our sweet time in um, so obviously when the pandemic started uh, you're talking about all the book fairs being cancelled around the world yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and for majority of the local publishers or the regional publishers in, in the Arab world majority of our sales are done in book fairs so when you're cancelling that you're cancelling like 80% of my revenue um, and we've got always problems with book distribution with bookshops and so on so always the question is like so what are we going to do now? How are we going to sell books? So we've always had the idea, we want to do an online store for our books, but we always kept on saying, it's like, oh, it's okay, it's fine. We don't need to do that. But this pandemic actually pushed us to do that. And it helped us go online, start to interact more with our readers, um, uh, sell our books online. Uh, they get the books within a couple of days, maximum sometimes within one day. Um, and it has been very interesting to see that kind of interaction, especially with the new books, to see directly who wants to buy on spot and the kind of happiness that the authors get when seeing the book. So I feel like it kind of pushed us to go in directions that were actually meant to be eventually. Um, and, and I think that's where the beauty of it. Yeah, and because of the pandemic, so many have shifted into reading and publishing online. And since you've been doing this for a really long time, you kind of had the lead in that situation. <laughs> so what advice do you give publishers and readers alike to navigate through this transition? So the digital publishing has been very interesting. And I think problematically in the Middle East because the international publish, uh, international reading platforms have been holding back the Arab reader in general for the past few years because um, for instance you've got Amazon, you've got uh, Apple Books, Kobo and so on have been not allowing people who have a Middle East address to have access to the worldwide digital books. Um, but only in the past year or two did Amazon finally open up when it comes to the Middle East reader and actually allow them to have access and start to give publishers from the Middle East access to publish their digital books there. And I think it has been very interesting because you're talking about big publishers from Saudi Arabia and so on, releasing first the digital uh, copy of the book before the print, which has never happened before. And like Mm -hmm. the thing is, they've been forced to do that because what are you going to do? You can't do a print. And we were talking about the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was so afraid of holding the print because, oh my God, print is going to give me the virus. Um, (laughs) So it has been very interesting to see that shift and people are like, okay, I would rather hold a device and read the book because I actually want to read the book anyway. Um, And I think that kind of shift has been interesting. Some people have been holding back when it comes to publishing. They're like, no, it's just a trend and it will pass. I'm not going to invest my money into it. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to pass. I think 
it's a growing thing. I don't. I mm -hmm. do not think it will replace. I am not one of those who's who's uh, who's saying that. But I do believe that this is a market, and this is a market, and those are two audiences that you want to leverage on, and shouldn't lose on one or the other. Absolutely, because just like you said, there's two audiences. There's two different groups. Some of them might move towards ebooks. Some of them might never ever just like no, we're too much. We love this. We're not going to move towards it. So it is very important to capitalize on both groups and also talk about convenience. I mean, I spoke to you yesterday, right? and you were part of. <laughs> our box spot from earlier yeah. and you are a massive advocate for ebooks and I was joining you and I was telling you that's absolutely correct there's just some sort of just an ease of going from one um, one edition to another absolutely. from one part to another True. and also you're also helping the lazy people like myself <laughs> well I'm included yeah. in that category so don't worry about it <laughs> I love going out and shopping don't yeah. get me wrong shopping yeah. is a lot of fun whether shopping for clothes shopping for books when I walk around the book fair it's a lot of fun just you know watching everybody browse through books but sometimes I'm sitting at home and I'm like I want to buy something exactly. anything I was like oh I remember all those lists of books I want to go through so then it's so convenient to have an online store go through it and just buy whatever I want absolutely and we were also having this conversation yesterday with his uh, excellency Ahmed uh, Barakat the chairman of the Sharjah Book Authority and the concept of the sensation that you feel once you read and touch and smell a book so when it comes to online reading how do you connect to that right. book <laughs> so here's the thing i've got Tell a theory me. about that and you know that Ali. <laughs> of course we always have this discussion right so yes i truly believe the smell of the book is so important and it gives you that kind of sensation and takes you on the track on the journey with the book but at the end of the day i want to read the words mm -hmm. yeah. in whatever format they come if it's going to be on Kindle, if it's going to be on an iPhone, if it's going to be on a book, if it's going to be on a laptop, whatever it is, I just want to read. So if someone enjoys this and not the other, by all means, I want them to enjoy the, the, the reading. At the end of the day, you cannot tell me that, no, because you've read it on a Kindle, it's not considered reading. It's like, really? Mm. Really? Um, so that's like those <laughs> people. Reading, yeah. People <laughs> exactly. actually say that? Yeah, yeah. And like some people actually say on Audible as well the same. And I get the, the audible, point. Yeah. But still, you're consuming the same content. And, and there's a lot of people who would uh, consume an audiobook much deeper than a person who would read it. So there is no one or the other in this. I think we each consume content and books in a different way. And I think just because someone enjoys audio more than the other doesn't mean that the other is wrong or, or correct. Or whatever. It's just like we're all different in the way we consume data. And at the end of the day, what matters is we consume books. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very true. I love those last words you said. Those are, honestly, they're inspiring me as somebody who is, again, a shui lazy every once in a while <laughs> and uh, tends to feel like sometimes like I'm, I'm behind when it comes to reading because I, I feel like out of everybody over here, I represent the people who are trying to make a comeback into reading because I haven't read for quite a while. We're going to continue this discussion with the founder of Sale Publishing, Iman Bin Sheba, after this short break, so stay tuned. The world reads from Sharjah, live with Alia, Ahmed and Aisha. And we are back. This is Alia Lahzami with Ashan Mazmi and Ahmed Dawood. We have with us the lovely and amazing Iman Bin Shabit, the you, CEO and founder of Sale Publishing. Uh, Ahmed and I were actually discussing Sale yesterday and we were talking about how it feels more like a home Aww. than a publishing house. And we so really love that vibe and we feel like it's just this amazing community yes. where everyone connects and it's just very comforting and comfortable to be Absolutely. around so what advice would you give people who are into writing but kind of scared to jump into publishing or they want to publish but don't know how or where to go all right so it's interesting that about that um, a lot of times we get people who 
are attempting to write but didn't really write uh, and like they would come the problem is like I, I get kind of upset when the first question they ask is when would I sell my first million copies I'm like for real oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> for real really is this your yeah. question or like um, how much money am I going to make in the first year I'm like this is not how you get into it Definitely. you gotta write because you've got that story that you want to share you gotta write because you've got that edge that you want to just get on the paper that mm -hmm. should be your passion you don't go into it because oh I want to be popular or oh I want to make money yes of course that comes as a side effect we're not saying that you do not want to have that mm -hmm. but you gotta write because you love writing you've got a story you want to share you've got a plot you want to work on you've got an opinion that you want to share those are the things that matter the moment you at least get that on board that you know what is it that you want to get on writing start writing don't wait mm. and I think it's a matter of continuously writing and writing and the practice of writing to help you hone that skill and actually keep going on with it and after you do write you've got to revise and edit and so on because you will spot a lot of things in your writing and I'm sure you know about that you've written like two novels so far and like the number of articles that you've written and so on so you gotta edit your work you gotta go through it and see from a critical eye and most importantly, you gotta read from the genre you're trying to write. If you wanna mm. write articles, try to read what are the other articles out there to understand the structure of them. If you wanna write po uh, poetry, if you wanna write novel, whatever it is, try to read from that genre. You can't come in and say, I'm going to reinvent the wheel because you're just wasting so much time trying to figure out something that has already been figured out before you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I've come across that quite a bit. A uh, great deal of poets, even here within the book fair, they say they don't read much themselves. And I don't get those. Yeah, I genuinely don't, don't. I mean, it's something you've got to engage with. It's a long history. And if you're going to, like you said, create something unique and different, you've got to be familiar with conventions, with what happened before you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, you form your own sensibility that way. You look at what works, what doesn't, what affects you, what affects others, and you start forming your own object in the way you want. Okay. What I'm interested in asking you about is the culture of reading and writing here in the United Arab Emirates. As someone who runs a local publishing house, can you talk to me about where it's heading now? Because to be realistic, a lot of people don't read. A lot of people don't write themselves, and I'm talking overall, generally young people themselves. Uh, very rarely do they read, for instance, poetry or fiction. So can you talk to us about the engagement with literature and where it's heading from your perspective? Okay. Um, I'd like to politely disagree. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I love it. Let's do it. All right. Um, I think it all really depends on the circuit, and I think I am advantage and disadvantage in the point yeah. that the circle around me from the youth are readers and writers. Yeah. So when someone tells me their youth don't read and write, I'm like, who's around you? Who's your benchmark? Who are you actually judging on? Because the ones who are around sale, the community, like you guys mentioned, are readers, are writers who continuously read and write, who continuously share what they read, who continuously share what they I was referring write. to society at large, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. not the people within those literary circles. That's why I'm telling you, because like, I'm disadvantaged and advantaged at the same time, because yeah. those are the people I look at. Uh, now, are, are people in general or the youth in general not reading? I think the problem of that is not that they don't read. I think whatever they read is not being captured. Yeah. So, for mm -hmm. instance, you go yeah. and say, oh, they don't read. And OK, fine. What's what, what's your criteria? What, how are you measuring the fact that they're not reading? Uh, mm -hmm. Is it just because you're not seeing them hold a book in public? I mean, like how many things do you not do in public, but you do in the comfort of your home and from your phone? Mm. Um, you've got a lot of people who read continuous articles. Are you saying that that is not reading? Uh, you've got people who read uh, books on their phone or comics or whatever it is. All those are considered forms of reading. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
there's also another point as well is that just because people are not reading the classics does not mean they're not reading some people believe that if you're for example if you are you know multilingual or bilingual if you're reading in arabic you're not doesn't count as reading or if you're reading in english doesn't count as reading yeah, yeah, yeah. and there are ones who believe that if you're reading something modern doesn't count as reading you know there's always those uh, this concept or the seared up of trashy novels even though at the end of the day, it's a book. If it makes you happy, if you're enjoying it, a book is a book. Yeah. You're still reading. By the way, that point is very important because a lot of people would complain, no, whatever they're reading is like, like you literally, like I'm going to quote you. So I'm not labeling them. I'm quoting you. <laughs> uh, the trashy books or yeah. the, the, the ones who are not exactly the best or the creme de la creme. Right? Yeah. So a lot of people would say they're not reading because if that's what they're reading, we'd rather they don't read. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's privileged for you to say that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't come in and say that because... For me, how I look at it is that they start reading that trash now, they will develop their skill, they will develop their taste, eventually they're going to rise up. But you can't expect them to jump into Shakespeare or jump into Chimamanda Ngozi, for instance, mm-hmm. or whoever are the good writers out there nowadays. From, from nothing to that, you can't run a marathon without practicing yeah. over and over. And I think that's how reading is. If it's for them trashy novels, if it's for them articles, if it's for them reading, reading Twitter feed, whatever it is, if it gets you into the reading mood and eventually you build on it, whatever it takes. Exactly. It takes. And like, I don't believe in the concept of guilty pleasure where someone would mm-hmm. come to you and be I like... I love guilty pleasure. I, okay. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be like, I, like, my guilty pleasure is romantic novels oh, and yeah, I, don't want, like, I don't want people to know if you enjoy it and if it's something that makes you happy, yeah. then by all means, yeah. it's not a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. again, we are in an Arabic uh, speaking, uh, part of the Arabic speaking world and... Arabic is the mother tongue here and for a lot of people they can't just start off with like Aristotle and whatever they have to build themselves develop their language especially since like a huge part of what you deal with uh, with is youth so youth would still need to pick and choose and read so many random things in order to understand what they actually like in order for them to get into those deeper books. And even until today, I read a lot of diverse things. So for instance, the the guilty pleasure concept for me is poetry books and contemporary fiction. Mm -hmm. So those are the things I would read between the heavy books to help me again jump on the speed reading wagon Mm -hmm. because when it's a heavy book it slows me down i don't know if if everyone was with me it's like it slows me down like a book could take three weeks if not a month sometimes even two months as opposed to poetry book within a day or two Mm -hmm. and a fiction can take like a one week so whatever it is to help you balance your speed there's no shame in that you can't just oh my god i have to just read philosophy books or i have to just read business books like that's Mm -hmm. not how it goes Mm -hmm. and preferences exist as well exactly it's because you just you found some passion you found some love towards like those trashy novels if you like those i forgot what they're called the ones that are just pumped out of like just every two weeks there's a new version there's a new uh you know sequel there's another yeah, prequel yeah, yeah. and whatnot there's nothing wrong with that you enjoy that you yeah. enjoy that genre whether it's romance uh, science fiction fantasy or if you like fiction and not fiction as well you like the self-help motivational books because i personally I'm not a big fan of them, but I cannot go up and tell people, what are you reading? That does not count as reading. This is something I can learn uh, from life. No, whatever you enjoy, you enjoy it because that's your preference. Absolutely. It's like, I think a lot of people like to judge people just because they like something that they don't personally like. Yeah. And I think we keep forgetting that everyone is different. And I think Mm. we keep forgetting that we need to respect people's differences. And just because it works for you and doesn't work for others doesn't mean... It should be the same for you. As long as it's fun yeah. and you're expanding your mind and imagination, it's reading. Don't let anyone tell That's you otherwise. All that matters. <laughs>
It is, uh, and like it, it, it is pretty interesting I, the way that people are imposing about things because you mentioned audiobooks as well, and a lot of people don't view that as quote unquote reading. Mm. And interestingly, you also brought up articles and reading your Twitter, and those are that's reading as well. Mm. Um, I think people are somewhat critical of what they see, and of course, you could disagree with that. I don't feel that way myself, but they look at certain stuff that comes out as almost junk food. Um, maybe a lot of self help books, for instance. They promote this sort of consumerist vision of, I just got to keep buying these books. They're going to lead me nowhere. I'm going to believe something that may not happen. Uh, I'm sort of all over the place here, but there's a sense of certain stuff com coming out that degrades the overall culture, so to speak. Is that something you buy into or is it all okay? Let's do it. Okay. For instance, a lot of the self-help books, like you were saying, yeah. um, like for instance, I know someone would love it, some would not. And I always try to ask people, when did you start reading self-help books? Yeah. Because, for instance, for instance, I'll give you an example that um, maybe now, uh, any, maybe now people who would read Alchemist for Paulo Coelho would not appreciate it as people who've read it about 20 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've read it when I was in high school. Uh, so you're talking about maybe 20 years ago. Um, and at that time, this kind of genre did not exist. So this was a new concept. Like, oh my God, what is this? And it just led us to more and more and more of reading into that. But now if you give me that material now, for me, I'm like, no, this is recycled content because I've already read that over yeah. and over in different forms. So it's just about what have you read before? Is this the first time for you into this genre? If it is, go and spoil yourself and do whatever you want. Read as many as possible. Yeah. They drag you on. They become a spiral, whatever it is. You'll get out of it. You'll learn your whatever you need and you'll grab, you get it, you'll get out of it. But you need to get into it because there's a lot of things that will go into your subconscious from there and it will stay with you and you start applying it in your life whether you're not in a way whether consciously or unconsciously Definitely. yeah and taste is not constant it develops Absolutely. it changes the more things you experience the more um, incidents that occur in your life your taste is obviously going to evolve and change yeah and if you yeah. don't if it doesn't evolve then something is wrong Thank you so much, Iman. This has been a very, very thank fun conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for and joining thanks us. to all of you guys. Like, really, I've really enjoyed the conversation with all of you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you for thank you joining so us for the, what is it, the 100th time, million time. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we're going to see more of you, whether thank it's you. a Pulse Studio or here. We'd like show. to have you again. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'd love to be here again. Thank you, thank so, you so much. much. We're going to be taking a short break, but we're not done. We do have the SIBF agenda coming up next, so stay tuned for that.